Kaffika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we're joined by Therese, who works at the international office here at Liu, and Toby, who is a Swedish student, for also from our university. Today's episode is all about the Christmas spirit and how that's celebrated here in Sweden. My name is Rebecca, and let's start the Fika. So welcome, Therese, Toby. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having us. So today's topic is Christmas. But before we get into that, I would love for you to introduce yourselves so that we know who we are. So Therese, would you like to start? Yes. Hi. Uh, so my name is Therese Lindqvist. I work as an international coordinator at the international office, working both with students and staff here at the university. I've met Therese before. <laughs> <laughs> we worked together. It was a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Toby? Hi, I'm Toby. Uh, I'm an engineering student. I do design and product development mostly. Been doing it for a few years here at Liu. Looking forward to tell you about our Christmas spirit here. So you're both Swedish, is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How Swedish would you say you are in your traditions and lifestyle? I would say I'm probably right around militantly Swedish. Like it's it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 up there. Yeah, I would say the same. I live in a very international environment or, or work and, and, and have lived before an international. So I feel like a citizen of the world. But uh, yes, in my heart, I know I'm very Swedish still. <laughs> yeah. And where are you from? Are you from Linköping or somewhere else? Yes, I come born and raised here. I lived away for about 10 years uh, in Spain and Gothenburg, different places. But then I had to return back home. All right. And you, Toby? I'm a bit more geographically separated. My whole family's from the northern, northernest part. Uh, I tend to call myself the first one below the polar circle. Uh, <laughs> I was born in Norrköping, but then I lived around the Stockholm area for a while, and now I'm back down here where I belong. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Linköping, a very international city. <laughs> All right. So getting into the Christmas topic, do you like Christmas? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always loved Christmas, uh, both as a child and as an adult. But now I have kids, so Christmas is even more special now. Love it. And it, it lights up the dark December uh, here in Sweden as well. That's very, yeah. very true. I agree. I mean, just the fact that it lasts so long. It starts early on and then continues all the way through December. And just a little bit in January, too. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Does it annoy you when they put Christmas decorations up even before Halloween is over? Mm, ah. <sighs> Borderline. Yeah, I agree. Borderline. Like, I accept your decisions, but it, it's a little early. Yeah. Mariah Carey in October is a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Christmas is, well, if you do a deep research into it, uh, Christmas has a lot of different origins, but it is uh, mildly religious. Um, but Sweden is one of those countries where it's quite difficult to pinpoint just how religious it is. So would you say it's a very religious country? What kind of Christmas do we have here in Sweden? I would say it's a, at its roots, it's a very religious thing. But Sweden as a country and the celebration of Christmas is very non-religious. It, it's kind of a weird mix with very distinct origins in paganism for us. But then it's been incorporated as... Christianity took its path into Sweden and we eventually got it to be normalized. 
at which point it became very secular and more of a tradition to be passed on down to the generations. Do you usually go to church around this time, or is that just not a, a very common thing? Not, not very much, but uh, I would say my family is, is quite non-religious, but we did go uh, as just a... It does bring some sort of a spirit to it, so uh, I think it was on the Christmas Eve, or if it's Christmas Day morning, uh, don't remember which one. But yeah, that that could be still a quite nice thing. Uh, but no, it, it, we don't celebrate it because of the Christian uh, tradition now. It's the same for us actually, where we tend to at least once go to church, either during Christmas Eve around midnight, precisely when it, the shifts to the twenty fifth. Or in the Christmas morning. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's one of those things that varies from family to family as well. Because I'm I'm from Portugal, which is technically a very Christian and, and quite religious country, but I, in my entire lifetime, I've probably been to church about five times because my my family just isn't um, that religious. So I, I'm guessing that in Sweden it also varies a lot from from family to family. All right, so we talked a little bit about when the Christmas season starts. Um, but what are some key dates? Like, when do you usually put up the Christmas tree, or when do you start putting up the decorations in Sweden? So, I mean, the big, the big start, of course, of the Christmas season is the first of Advent. Um, so, the Advent is like meaning like wait. So, waiting for Jesus, then, of course. Uh, so, it's four, <laughs> four Sundays before Christmas. Uh, we're waiting and waiting, <laughs> and uh, that's when you put up the the Advent candle holders and start. Uh, lighting, but also there's like more uh, electronic lights in the windows and outside and everything. So I think that I would say that's the, the start of it. I would agree for the most part. There is one key feature about Swedish uh, Christmas that I think sometimes is overlooked, but I'd love to hear uh, Teresa's take on this. For us, in my family particularly, it begins on the 1st of December, regardless of when the 1st of Advent is. Mm. reason is we have a special... Uh, drink in Sweden that is seasonal for Christmas, and it is severely forbidden to drink it before the first <laughs> December. So everyone's just looking forward to the first, and then we just go at it. I guess you're talking about Glug. There's Glug, but then there's Julmus. Julmus, ah. that's the one. Which, funnily enough, you could translate a little half uh, into Christmas must, which I must. It say. is a Christmas. It must. is a Christmas yes, must. It I love, really, I love really that is. word uh, pun. I love it. It's a Christmas must. So Yulmust, for those who don't know about it, is like a soda, Christmas soda kind of thing. It's, it's not alcoholic. That's correct. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. It is a cola-based beverage brewed in the similar fashions of uh, beer. As you said, though, it's non-alcoholic, but it uses uh, malt and barley the same ways. Oh, so, so it's it. like a little bitter, like a bitter cola. Yeah, you bit. say but, that. but if you Very think fizzy. it's a cola, you're going to be severely disappointed. I know that a lot of people have really like just <laughs> cringe their face when they because it's very particular taste i mean it yes, is a particular yes. taste I have, and i love it. it i absolutely love it and they have it for easter as well they, they just change the label on it so it's the same <laughs> <laughs> then it's easter must so yeah. <laughs> yeah for the record that is heavily debated they are very <laughs> separate things and this is something that divides the country in two i am of course of the that's other another camp. episode that's another it? episode though. yeah <laughs> I mean, from from my experience, because I've I've tried it. It's like when you first uh, like drink it, 
it does taste a bit like Coca-Cola, but once you swallow it, there's like a cough syrup aftertaste almost. Oh, that doesn't sound good. But I, 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 like I, I, hear I hear you. I hear you. I have this like objective view on it. <laughs> it's, it's the same with like Swedish caviar. I, I understand it's... Like it's not real it's caviar. It's not good, but I love it for my end. So it's it's like this thing I can I can like objectively see that maybe it's not the best beverage if you expect the cola, but uh, still it's it's like you say it's a Christmas must for for any like for the fikas leading up to to Christmas and then like of course all to the to the Julebord, the Christmas table uh, smorgasbord, of course. Yeah. Okay, so Toby is of the opinion that. Christmas season starts on the 1st of December, which is when you can have Yulmust. Yep. And having it before that day is an absolute crime. <laughs> it's an absolute crime. All right. You're and disowned. Oh, I'm spot. a criminal then. I'm sorry. <laughs> Therese I is didn't. more of the opinion that it's on the 1st Advent. I would say, yeah. But I, I agree that the 1st of December is also a big date because that's when you can open your first um, uh, door on your on your calendar, Advent calendar yes, as well. Yes, So advent that, calendar of course, is, is not just for children. I have, I have my own with uh, some nice... Uh, uh, cosmetics and different things, oh. uh, but for the kids, of course, you know it's chocolates, yes. and toys, and then you eat every those. day I until Christmas. Those. So yeah, that's also a big date for for that. So we can all agree that Mariah Carey in October is not a good thing. We Agreed. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk a little bit about the weather. So this year we've actually had uh, snow quite early, yeah. but is it usually that way? What's the weather usually like around this time of the year? Well, I think the most Swedish thing in the world is to talk about the weather, so that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, we have had a lot of snow, and it's been very cold this year, I think. It's, yeah, it was it minus really 12 this yeah. morning when I biked to I heard uni. it's like, uh, uh, historically, like one of the coldest uh, oh, really? uh, December. Oh, we have so a special far. year this Especially year. Especially uh, down here, because you come from the north, you said. I mean, you, you used Bloodline to, wise, or yeah. partly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then, I mean, there, there's no debating, like, a white... December, I guess. But no. down here, it's ooh, it yeah, can differ a lot. It can differ a whole lot. I remember growing up, it was always like between half a meter to a meter snow. It felt like at least in, in those days. But now it can be green snow. It can be yeah. green winters. It can be white winters. It varies heavily. But we seem to be fortunate this year. And one, uh, I think it was a few years back, uh, we had the same degree uh, temperature here, around 13 degrees, both for Christmas Eve and midsummer. So... Oh, June wow. and December was pretty much the same, like rainy and 13 degrees. That says a lot about Swedish yeah, weather. Uh, <laughs> that's why we're obsessed by it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have definitely learned that since I came here. I have definitely taken the sun for granted. Um, but that makes it going back home to Portugal and, and having sun in the winter until like 5.30, all the more sweet. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely a luxury. All right, so we've talked when Christmas starts, but what are some other dates in December and in January around this Christmas time that are also really important in, in Swedish culture? Well, I mean, of course, uh, one big date that is, it's, it's weirdly, it's, it's actually not Swedish at all from the beginning, but it's, of course, Lucia, mm. a, an Italian saint from Sicily. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> very weird. Uh, but she, well, yeah, uh, she comes with light. Uh, Lucia, I think yes. it's like Lux light uh so uh also we need to brighten this season so she comes uh singing uh, with lights and maybe with some fika as well and what uh what day is lucia celebrated on the 13th of december 13th of december yes all right do you have saint nicholas in sweden as well so i think so saint nick is something i've been introduced to by my girlfriend who's from croatia originally i had never heard of it actually before she showed up but 
apparently it's some sort of uh, saint that you clean a boot in at least in Croatia. Yes. You put it in the window, and yes. he comes with gifts for you that the family can share. Not not exactly gifts. So I'm I'm part German, and we actually have this tradition on the German side of the family as well. But basically, on the evening of the fifth, you clean your boots and you put them outside your door. And on the sixth, when you wake up and you check your boots, there's like chocolates in there and small gifts. Nothing, nothing big because, you know, it hasn't been Christmas yet, but it is like small little gifts. And and actually, we tried doing this once my family moved to Portugal. We tried doing this in Portugal as well. Um, and we had our boots outside our door and we it, they had little chocolates in the morning. And my mom actually witnessed my neighbor, like the neighbor's kid, stealing some of our chocolate. Oh, wow. <laughs> because it's like... <laughs> Gotta seize the, the moment. The boots are outside the door and there's chocolate in them. So it must mean it's free. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe bringing foreign traditions sometimes doesn't go to, go to plan. Sometimes. Uh, from what I, uh, I learned after she came here was that St. Nicholas, you know, Saint... Klaus, Santa Claus, <laughs> yeah. is eventually where Santa developed too. So it seems like a good adopt- adaptation to bring anywhere, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't really know the origins. But uh, from what I'm hearing, it's not really much of a Swedish thing. Not at all, no. No, it's not. But uh, it originated with a man dressing up with a goat's head uh, and walking around and giving out gifts. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was eventually saint-sized for his good deeds. So Saint Nicholas. We actually have one symbol in Sweden that's very, very uh, significant that everyone will know. And it's the julbok, mm. which is a ram made out of uh, pine branches that we bind oh, together yeah, into yeah. the shape. I saw them and at the Christmas market, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very traditional. And they, we actually uh, we make one in a city in the middle of Sweden called Jävla that is massive, the size of a building uh, every year. And that is actually an, an, uh, paying homage to St. Nicholas from when he used to walk around with the goat. Hmm. The more you know. That I didn't know either. So <laughs> I'm getting more and more Swedish now. So, it's, so it, it's really wonderful to see all these small little things then being tied together the more you learn about these things. Yeah. I, I had no idea about St. Nicholas before she, my girlfriend came to my life, so it's a wonderful thing. Christmas just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. <laughs> So what are some other Christmas decorations or kind of, yeah, things you see around the city and stuff? I know one thing that I personally loved coming to Sweden was those, I don't know if they're uh, Santa Claus, but those little men that have their their hats all the way down to their noses and just their nose peeking out and then the beard. Oh, it's more like the gnomes or like, like more like... Um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, forest, uh, like, like forest. fake creatures, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Elf? So that's Elf I think, more like. I think that's a little bit also connected. Those are it. everywhere, and they're so cute. <laughs> exactly. We have a lot of connections with like you know old uh, stories of from like the ancient uh, about creatures in the woods and these things. So I, I I think it could be connected to that probably. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> I'm coming with all, all the backstory. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> so basically, uh, they used to be little helpers, not Santa's little helpers, but they're helpers of the home and lived underneath the the floorboards back in old ho- houses and took care of the home during the winter times. And we would pay tributes to them that then they would take to back to themselves. But we started making idols of them everywhere, and slowly they kind of merged together with the whole Santa Claus vibe. Oh, um, I think 
we might have something similar in Germany, more like tiny leprechauns. Like when everyone's sleeping, they yeah, they come yeah, in and precisely. clean the house. And Little stuff. Nisa, I think all the kids nowadays they oh, have yeah. small, like tiny um, size doors and. and things decoration that it goes directly into the wall so it's like a little like a little nisa village uh for for these uh, little helpers cute we have one at home it's i like that cool. it's so cool to see that yeah. <laughs> a lot of these things spread across uh different cultures and you also have uh those triangular candle holders i think uh, uh that we put in the window you mean yeah those yeah. are everywhere during christmas season yeah uh like 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 we said, Sweden can be a very dark place during the winter times, and so it's a very thematic and important thing for us to light up the darkness for each other. So yeah. we always put out these um, triangular, as you said, usually seven lights. Yeah, uh, like leading up to it's. I think it's connected to the menorah uh, in yeah. in Judaism, uh, mm-hmm. which of course Judaism and Christianity. Is, I mean, it's quite connected. So. Um, I think that's somehow more connected to that, and we need more light in Sweden in December. So it's it's a good tradition. I love that's yeah, that's one of the big uh, parts of decoration in in, in Christmas time, definitely. Speaking of decoration, it, closer towards Christmas, like Eve and Christmas Day. I don't know if it's a general thing, but we at least take uh, red ribbons and wrap them around oranges that we pierce with. And now I'm getting help with the translation here. Nee, look out! Carnation. What she said, yeah. <laughs> which makes it smell absolutely wonderful. And we hang them around the house. Mm. That is definitely, yeah. Oranges are, are, are yeah, with the smell and, and that part is, is actually a Christmas feeling as well. Yeah. All right. Oranges. That's a good one. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about food. Yeah. What are some Christmas foods that we might find at the dinner table? Um, well, I mean, I would say the season starts more with uh, baking and pastries, or like oh, yeah, yes. baking. I would. I say mean, pastry. fika <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so of course, the gingerbread men, well, uh, or gingerbreads uh, in general, and also the lusubula, so the saffron uh, buns. Yes, saffron are, is very popular, I think, in Sweden overall. Yes, in, in I mean, I think it's used more in cooking as well during the year, but for Christmas, we use it for everything uh <laughs> like baking uh, related <laughs> we love saffron yeah exactly so that's like leading up together with the glug or the the warm wine which is also a spiced uh, christmas like and and the the uh, christmas must of course and uh, then the food is uh, yeah uh, heavy on the meat i would say yeah what would you say yeah, for I christmas would, I would dinner agree with that. definitely you have a complete a, a vast assortment of things anything from a roast uh, ham to even that's actually true now i thought about it there are two types of fish in sweden smelly and smellier <laughs> <laughs> some people have heard of uh, something called surströmming which is a very smelly yes. fish that is uh, swedish but we don't serve that thankfully during christmas we have a slightly uh, less pungent one called sil and so we, that's herring that is pickled, herring. pickled herring exactly exactly and we do it in a bunch of different ways and different seasonings. And uh, that tends to be a very big part of the Christmas table. At least in my family, it yeah. tends to come in two variants of the table, that is. The cold segment and then the cooked segment. And so mm-hmm. typically for us, you have bread, butter, and uh, potatoes along with... Lots of potatoes. Lots of potatoes, along with a lot of seedl in various variations. That's typically most of our cold stuff, along with some... Um, Salmon, maybe, or some... Yeah, that's true. Some cold cuts of some sorts, like... 
old uh, like sausages or something we have. Yeah. What about meatballs? Oh yeah, that's on the board. Swedish meatballs is a thing. Yes, <laughs> on the warm side, it's a, uh, highly debatable every year. Like when you mix families, because of course, well, depending on how the you know someone meets a new partner and then you introduce someone and then it's like, but we still need grandma's meatballs. So it's like it, mm. you, you don't just eat any meatballs. You need it's always like grandma's. a specific uh, person's meatballs. So I I hope to be that person one day. That's my big <laughs> dream to be that person that everyone's like, oh yeah, I need. Along with that, we tend to fry a lot of types of sausages. A traditional thing is take smaller sausages and nip it on the sides. With uh, we tend to use scissors to get a kind of flaring tip on it. A very iconic shape for Christmas time. Very cute little prince uh, <laughs> sausage. <laughs> it's called yeah. Then we have uh, one of my personal favorites. Going back to the fish, we make a gratinated potato anchovy mix. Actually, mm-hmm. and we put that in the oven to well, gratinate. And we refer to it as, if we were to translate it, the temptation of Jansson. Oh. Jansson being certain. And oh. I must say, it is oh so tempting every year. It's very common to have it around Christmas, but not the rest of the year. All right. All right. Very good. What about desserts? What are some sweet things other than baking that you might find on the dinner table? It's not that, it's not at all uh, directed to like desserts. I would say, so of course we more have like chocolates, like the classical Aladdin box, which is like just an assortment of chocolates. Um, So, but otherwise I wouldn't say that it's a lot. Um, Another part of the, I don't know if it's, I would say maybe that's sweet. It's more of food though, but that's of course the rice porridge uh, that is eaten before or you know, when you're not full enough for Christmas dinner, people, you know, <laughs> eat that a few hours later. They eat this, like, rich uh, rice porridge. Uh, and then you have to hide the almond. And tradition says, like, if you find, uh, if you get the almond in, in your serving, you will, I think, some say you will get married the next year or you get a wish. Um, so that's one tradition. So that's eaten both before Christmas, I would say, but of course also during, like, Christmas Eve, which is our day, Christmas Eve. So which day would you say is more important? Is it the Christmas Eve on the 24th or is it the day of the 25th or another day? It's the 24th. 24th. It's the 24th, hands down. No contest. No contest. Uh, We actually don't celebrate, so to speak, Christmas. We celebrate, as I referred to earlier, the pagan version, Mm -hmm. Yule. So we don't actually call it anything related to Christ or such. We just call it Yule. Um, So following that tradition, we... Put the day one day ahead of the Christian version, and that's stuck with us. So it's definitely 24th. Santa shows up. Everyone's dressed up real fancy. That's yeah. the day. Yeah, if I had, I I would be really sad if someone said, like, ah, oh, sorry, we cannot do it the 24th. We need to do the 25th. It would lose all of the feeling. To it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that everyone dresses up fancy. So definitely fancy over your pajamas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At least in my family. I, maybe that's actually a local thing for me. Or uh, ugly, ugly Christmas sweaters, are, I think, are coming a little bit strong as there, well. There is nothing fancier than an ugly Christmas sweater. Okay, that is the pinnacle of it all. But, I'm, I'm going to have to agree on that. Yeah, but, but if you don't wear that, you tend, uh, in my family at least, we tend to put on a nice suit maybe, or uh, at least a shirt and tie uh, oh. for the men. Women can wear dress or shirt and tie, whatever you wish. But at least dress it up a little bit, you know, commemorate the day. Show that it actually matters. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So what does the 24th usually look like? Like if you're waking up, what time would you wake up? What did you do during the day? I remember 
I don't think it was any of you, but a Swede told me that there's a specific movie that people always watch on Christmas. So, yeah, it begins at 6 a.m. when the kids rush out of the bed to uh, check underneath the tree. And in my family, at least, we tend to have Santa have showed up early to kind of set the mood a little bit. And have <laughs> one gift per child. And, oh, okay. and then they get a bit of like a... You get a teaser gift. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And they get use that until the evening shows up. Um, then we tend to walk around and have the porridge. We tend to maybe... Uh, bake stuff, do some decoration, or prepare the meal for the day. And like you said, it's 3 o'clock. That's when the grand event happens. That is that is then a uh, weird, tra- long tradition. I think, uh, I don't know if it's 60 or 70 years old now. So I think that, it's, it's 60. I was yeah. actually a bar quiz, and that was a question. It's, it's 60, <laughs> I remember there was a celebration, if it was last year or something. Uh, so so we actually watch, we will watch Donald Duck uh, and his friends. Oh. So it's Donald, it's Mickey Mouse, it's uh, other very famous, uh, very non-Swedish <laughs> people. Uh, so for one hour, we, we watch cartoons together. Um, I think this was a really big thing before when when you know kids didn't really look uh, watch uh, tv a lot or or Mm. cartoons so now it's just a wait for santa to arrive (laughs) usually depending on how the day is set up but i know many many santas arrive after after donald duck has been uh, on on tv so uh right now maybe not as but we still try to gather around this one hour of, of cartoons and then yeah i would say in our family at least then after that santa usually usually comes around in person uh-huh. it's similar for us as well it's a good time to you know collect the family and kind of let go of everything else all the preparation all the stress and all the, the burdens that come and you get that one hour to just all unite and have that real christmas spirit and if uh, someone needs to go buy a newspaper or such during <laughs> that one hour. Um, and maybe Miss Santa, that is, oh, it's so typical. Oh, that father, Maybe yes. a father or something. Yeah. Never, <laughs> ever has dad managed to meet Santa. I really want him to meet, but it just never happened. Oh, so. such it's shame. awful. <laughs> and then everyone's in the same place. Uh, it's predictable, you know, where everyone's looking and such. So it's a very iconic time to do it, yeah. Yeah, I remember my parents. They used to tell us, like, kids, you gotta, you gotta go into the other room. Like Santa's coming, but he, you cannot see him. Otherwise, you know, he has problems staying like <laughs> in in the real world. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. so we we, do have a lot we constantly got sent into the other room, and then they would pretend to loudly be talking to Santa. They would be like, <laughs> "Hi, Santa! Oh my God, you brought so many gifts!" Just not to having to. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> and then they would open the door again, and it was like, "Yeah, he already left." I mean, you know the rules; kids can see him. <laughs> That's, That's an easier option than that is having far to. Easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they were good actors. <laughs> well, we actually, I don't know, a lot, a lot of other cultures or, or countries do have more that Santa's been there, or yeah, he arrived at night, which we also have, but he also arrives in person always. So you need, yeah. to, you need to make sure that, uh, yeah. It, it's very yeah, frequent that you actually have someone dress up as Santa and enter the room, like read off, off the package, Merry Christmas from so and so to so and so, or. And actually hand them out for a while. Yeah. And mm. at least in our, and get something and, to eat or drink maybe. And then yeah. he's like, oh, no, I have to go. There's a lot of kids to be The globe is big. Got a lot of things to hand out. So, so there's there's some dressing up that happens. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I thought this was a universal thing, but maybe it's ours then. No, I think it's uh, like mainly Santa, like, you know, in America or England, you know, yeah. these cultures, you know, that he's already been, he's only been, he comes through the chimney and you don't see him. Uh, so that's happens as well, often in Sweden. But as you say, that's just a little bit of a, a preview of, of what's to come in the in the afternoon when he, he comes and 
and actually and it's wonderful to see children especially in that age when you maybe stop you're in you're like in between believing and not believing mm. and just seeing how they are so confused <laughs> there's actually it's like oh my maybe god someone they don't recognize yeah it's <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun it is so does it usually get to be a late night so santa comes like pretty afternoon still late afternoon say most and then de- depending on we eat before uh uh, Donald Duck, uh, the main, uh, but some people eat my, like more of a late dinner. We eat more mm-hmm. of a, uh, a lunch and then maybe, you know, have fika or, or do uh, eat something uh, else in the in the evening. And then it's usually quite an, an early evening for, for our family. Uh, there's another <laughs> another cartoon, which is uh, a little bit more, uh, yeah, it's also very uh, long tradition uh, of, of uh, like a Swedish Robin Hood almost. Ooh. Who uh, well not good, but he's, he, he took <laughs> he took uh, uh, packages. He worked at the post office and took packages from the rich uh, and gave them to the poor. This was uh, around in the forties, or I mean, it's it's said in the forties. Called uh, Bertil Jonsson's Huh, that's interesting. I'm so lost. I've never heard about this, actually. This, this is news to me. I, Ooh, I my Christmas just got better. Wow. And now there's a movie out in, like, not, not this is cartoon uh, on Christmas, but uh, now it's a movie out in, like, played by people. <laughs> what do you call it? In real. So this is uh, iconic uh, by a very big uh, um, famous person from, from Linköping, Tage Danielsson. He was, like, this oh. iconic... Uh, play or writing and and performance and uh, he he wrote this and uh, it's it's an iconic uh, little bit of a political statement but really really cute about you know the spirit of giving in on Christmas. Nice. That's what we end our evening with and then we just completely wiped out. <laughs> for us, for us, it's the exact opposite. We stay up so so late. I don't think I've ever stayed up that late on any other day. Sometimes I, we don't sleep at all because, in our case, we tend to go to. Um, yeah, I just want to say the world is not ending. <laughs> There's just someone. I think they're driving a cart around. <laughs> yeah, likely. I figured I'll just wait it out. Because in our case, it's the exact other way around, where we stay up really, really late. Um, Typically, the family gathers and we go to church, even though we're not devout Christians like that. And we go there out of the tradition during midnight and we attend mass. Mm. And then we come home. Those that want to go to bed do so. But typically people stay up and maybe have a little bit of leftovers, a glass of drink and talk about things that matter. Well, that's nice. I think that's very nice. (laughs) All right. So, I mean... Talking about the end of Christmas while we're still at the beginning of Christmas, because it is December 6th today. Um, but what does the wind down usually look like? What does the time between Christmas and New Year's look like? Do you have a lot of preparations? How big is New Year's in Sweden, actually? That might also be an interesting question. I would, I would say New Year's is roughly the same everywhere, uh, I'd imagine. We shoot our rockets. Uh, some people celebrate in their ways, others in their own. Um Funnily enough, I don't think the days between Christmas and New Year's are particularly emphasized in Sweden. It's reserved for other things, I would say. Uh, marketing and that kind of thing, you know, more societal things. <laughs> fair enough, fair oh, enough. If you have a big family, maybe, I mean, maybe you divide it up and you meet, you know, the different part of the big family on, on, another, on another day, maybe Boxing Day or something. But I would say also... 
leading up. And I think we celebrate the Christmas so heavily that New Year's, I would say it's not like, it's definitely not a big family holiday. It's, I would say, more heavily on like maybe than a mix of family and friends. Mm. Uh, so so it's more about like, you know, celebrate, like making just a nice dinner and, and, and having a good celebration with, like you say, uh, fireworks or, or something in, in the evening. So I wouldn't say it's a, it's a big big tradition no i'd, I'd agree like that it, it's toned down we, we're definitely more christmas than new year's definitely oh, yeah. Yeah. and i think that a part of it might be that christmas spirit kind of lasts longer than that still mm. in sweden christmas is officially can't like ended at the 13th of january mm. so uh maybe that's also part of it that like christmas kind of lives on yeah. throughout why does it end on the 13th specifically well, it's 20 days of Christmas. Why specifically 20? I do not know. But there was a saint, <laughs> per usual, <laughs> uh, whose name was Knut something some. And he did something. And then on the 13th, <laughs> it ended. And so we er, we started making songs as we do about that as well. About how on the, on the 30th, uh, on the 20th day of Christmas, it all is wrapped up. Because Knut is a pun on wrapping. <laughs> and so we dance around the tree and remove it and make a kind of closing requiem, if you would. Mm-hmm. All right. So the 13th is then the, the key date. Yes. Interesting. In in Portugal, it's the 6th, actually, because that's our like day of the kings. Like oh, the yeah, kings yeah, that yeah. came When the wise men showed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that is in Portugal, the traditional day to take it down. But I mean... In my family, we are quite lazy, so <laughs> sometimes that's also quite a much bigger celebration. Because I lived in Spain, and it was it's uh, Los Reyes on, on the on the sixth or fifth and sixth uh, was much much bigger than Christmas. On Christmas, you just had like, you know maybe a, a little dinner and did something, and but for for Reyes, you you do all kinds of stuff. So uh, I would say that's because we don't celebrate uh, Epiphany. I think as it's called the thirteenth mm-hmm. day. Uh, as much. I mean, I wouldn't say we have any big traditions for that weekend, really. It's just the taking down of, of the decorations. Yeah, yeah. So, but here it's just like a bank holiday where you have a few, <laughs> a few days extra. Hmm. Uh, we did, we, back in the day when I was young, we used to grab hands, dance around the tree, similarly to the maypole, sing songs that way, mm. and then remove it. And then yeah. you, you get, you, kids got uh, some candy for, or I think traditionally <laughs> oh, yes. it was candy on the tree. So that's when you ate. I don't know. I never had candy on the tree. I wouldn't probably have been able to keep it there for all of December. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, like, I think we got at least, like, you know, someone had bought some candy. And you got like, oh, now we've, uh, un- like, undecorated the tree, so... For, uh, yay! <laughs> for us, it was actually like you say that we had decorated typically with um, polkies. Yeah, candy cane. With candy canes that you hang on the branches, and we it's referred to as the robbing of the tree. Mm. And oh, then we would take down. So you rob it? Yeah, because you take it, take the candy with permission. With permission. <laughs> but then we'd take that down, and then we take down the decorations, the star, or whatnot. So it's kind of all in one, and <laughs> then we all share the candy. All right. Well, I think that's that's a very good uh, overview of what Christmas looks like in Sweden. But before we end the episode, the most important question of this podcast is obviously, what is your favorite type of fika? Well, in this seasonal uh, episode and, and the spirit, I mean, I would actually say a uh, lucebulle because I really love it. And especially right now, it's hard to just overlook it. So can you describe it? So like the saffron, the saffron okay. uh, uh, bun in, in different shapes. So you can do it. 
uh, either as a regular like cinnamon bun, but we it's it's supposed to be like a shape of a S or something. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I know what yeah. you mean. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> what about you, Toby? I'm I stand before a predicament. <laughs> uh, my very my favorite fika is what I would translate to the vacuum cleaner. It is a marspan wrapped, uh, a bit alcohol doused filled thing with <laughs> the ends of this cylinder dipped in chocolate on either side. It is delightful. All right. It might be a little, little bit difficult for listeners to interpret that, but we'll we'll just be able to say when you come to Sweden, you'll have to try it. Just <laughs> go into a, a fika place and look them in the eyes. And say, "Can I have a vacuum cleaner?" <laughs> they will smile and give you the best thing they have. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for coming to this episode Thank and you. for your insights. And now I'm very excited for Christmas. So yeah, I'll see you next time. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. You have listened to Fika with us, with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guests, Therese and Toby. Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk, and that you join us for a Fika again soon.